Oh, wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcast and the video version at the Trophy Room Show. If you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. You could pop us a follow and review over on Spotify, and you could toss a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. And so with all that said, and with all that out of the way, returning the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir i am doing so much better yeah Yeah. thank you i want to first of all first and foremost just shout out everyone who sent me well wishes that was very very kind of you it was i was not expecting that which is a weird thing just to even think about but yeah (laughs) feels good i i literally i didn't even listen to last week's episode because like Luke's the worst, you know, Randall. Dude, I know he really sucks. Uh, but <laughs> Luke, thanks for stepping in. Appreciate yeah. you. But I, for anyone that doesn't know, we were gonna do it in like a split recording. Yeah. So it was like Tuesday night. I sat down. I I, I think we were starting the show, and I told Joe beforehand. I was like, I feel a little off. Yeah. And then you were like, uh, Kyle, just just go it's totally okay i yeah. totally felt bad i felt like i was wasting your time literally an hour and a half later everything came undone oh no it was it was <laughs> bad <laughs> yeah but we're here now yes. feels good horizon yeah. is out horizon is out we're i playing played it. horizon bugs and all we'll talk about it later <laughs> we'll talk about it later dude we have so much to talk about like the uncharted movie you've seen it i, I you have a segment you want to bring up on this show we're going to be talking about call of duty 2023 delay the first look at playstation vr2 street fighters long and hard reveal and shadow warrior 3 comes to playstation now and i played elden ring early there's Woo! so much to talk about so much to talk about but kyle you literally texted me today you're like i'm back i'm feeling some energy i have a new segment a new icebreaker that i want to throw at you and i'm like what is it and you're like wait and see so here we are what do you got for me yeah so i think a lot of people when they think of video game movies right they Uh think uh not the greatest it could be uh why do they even do this yeah and uh on one note i i would agree uh, some of them are really, really bad, and yeah. like the Resident Evil one. Exactly. Well, that's what I was. I had it all planned out, and it just unraveled as I began talking. I I, I watched that the other night. That was god awful. I'm sorry for those that liked it. <laughs> I really am. That yeah. is the example of things uh, of video game movies done very, very wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think we're talking about Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, all the characters are there from one and two. It had some great ideas. Joe, I, you haven't seen it, have you? Mm-mm, no, I've only heard bad things. Uh, my favorite. There's two favorite bits. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's so contrasting to Uncharted, which I absolutely loved. Oh, nice. It was really, really awesome as a lifelong Uncharted fan. Yeah. Um, really well done. And and I'm very excited for the future of Uncharted on the big screen. Okay. Because they definitely leave it open. Okay. And I'm very excited about it. Also, I've just fell in love with the characters Joe Braddock and Chloe, yeah. the actresses that play them, because my God, they're gorgeous. Oh yeah. Um, but Resident Evil, there, there's two things. One, 
the iconic scene of the trucker, right? With the burger yeah. from RE2. That's in this. But the way he crashes, he crashes oh, right in front of the police station. Okay. And Leon okay. is sitting at the front desk. And the explosion is literally 15, 20 feet away from him. And he has a Walkman on and he doesn't hear it. He doesn't react to it. <laughs> He's just like he's just listening to his Walkman, yeah. you know. First day on the job, he's a right. rookie, uh, and then he only notices when the trucker is walking in the police station, fully on fire, up to the desk, and then he's like, he hears a noise, and then he takes the headphones off. <laughs> like, okay, cool, uh, and but and they only had one Joe, one, one hero zombie. Oh god! Like that looked really good, and it's the iconic zombie from yeah. RE One, from what I my understanding is. Every other zombie did not look good. <laughs> it was it was very baffling, and I'm sorry for those of you that loved it. I really yeah. do. Um, but I, it's just I thought it was really funny. I saw that, and then I saw Uncharted, and I was and, and blown you, away by Uncharted. Yeah, wow, and, and, and excited for. The rest of the PlayStation Studios stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, how was seeing that games? intro in 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 the big screen? So I missed the intro. Damn it, Kyle! You have because, one job. <laughs> <laughs> because I was uh, I was running late from work. Traffic yeah. was really bad. Oh, I okay, missed that's it. fair enough. I missed the intro. Um, but it it does the typical Uncharted thing where it shows the set piece at the beginning and yeah. then it revisits it later in at the, in the movie. Yeah. So the scene with the cargo plane, that is how the movie opens. Okay. Um, it felt uncharted through and through Tom Holland is a great Nate. Yeah. Like, wow. Give it up to Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Really? I thought he was pretty good okay. as a younger Sully. Okay. Yeah. Everyone did a very, very good job. Wow. Oh, oh wow. I was not I expecting glowing praise for Marky I, Mark. <laughs> I I might be in the minority there, but yeah. I I think you did a great job, wow. and I cannot wait for you to see it because it generally is a really fun, time. such a fun time, and yeah. that's what I want from Uncharted. I don't want Oscar like worthy performances out of these guys. <laughs> you don't need I it. Wa- yeah. No, I want to go and have a great time. Yeah. And uh, this was like the best bits of every Uncharted on nice. the big screen. It was great. Nice. That's awesome because, like, yeah, I saw the audience score versus the critic score, and it's like critic scores like at forty, and like the audience yeah. scores at like ninety. It's nuts. Yeah, it's a great time, and that's, there's so many cool. really cool references to the games. Mm. Okay, that will f- just fly over everyone else's head. But you'll. But catch I it. was marking out the entire time. I that's was like, awesome, dude. Oh, there's the Naughty Dog logo. It's hidden <laughs> right there. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good time. That's awesome, dude. I'm so glad you liked it. I, I'm excited to go see it. I'm thinking about, um, I'm thinking about probably this week going out and 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 giving it a good old college try. Yeah, like yeah, mid yeah. mid like middle of the day type of stuff. Sure. That being said, there you go. That's the Uncharted movie. We're giving it. What's the trophy level on that? Bronze, silver, gold, platinum. You think it's like a? It's bronze. Go out, have fun. Silver, all right, it was good. Gold, you can see it. Yeah, I, I think it's a gold. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need to see it on the big screen if you're comfortable and safe to do so. I'm sure. not gonna for, like push that on anybody. Um, it's pretty close to platinum level. Oh, there are wow. some things I you wish really could be it. a little bit better. Yeah, but yeah. It was a good time. 
Well, luckily, we're not a <laughs> a movie podcast. We're, we're not Siskel and Ebert? No. <laughs> I don't even know who those are. That said, what? I want to thank our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Before we get into all this breaking news, I want to thank our three newest members, the Red Beast, Brandon, and D Amazing. Thank you all so very much. I want to thank our platinum producers, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our gold members, Spam and Bamman, Too Soon, Gavin Gottfried, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Red, Metal Kirby, Awesome Dave, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, Shrubles and Bits, and Chaotic Monkey. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Hide Indoors, Naka Chaka, Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just Ray. JB the Purple Monkey, Jardis Vaughn, Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Awesome Dave, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Todd Roper, Brendan Zachary, K. Grimm, Rick Errington, Dewane Raksha, The Good Sir, Trucker Sloth, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellis, Foolish Fuji, Annie Day Now, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Manx Vizia, The Lord Commander Corgi, Elo, 2032 and Stephen Flesh. Thank you all so much for keeping the lights on, making this show possible each and every week. It's the reason why we look so good and sound so great. And even if it's just a buck, uh, you know, it, it really does help us out. We, you know, I had a little tweet uh, last week or, or earlier this week of, listen, we, we've been approached by those, by those shave clubs. We don't want to do them yet. We, we feel like they take advantage of small indie shows like ours. It's really important that Patreon really does help us out uh, to get the products in to make us sound even better and look even better, up our production game and all that stuff. So if you like this show and you don't want to hear us, you know, go on about how we're shaving our bits. Well, please, please, please head on over to Patreon.com. We're receiving food to our doorstep. Yeah, with DoorDash, which is getting too goddamn expensive. Let's be real. I don't. I can't use it. They don't come to my house. Or Uber Eats. It's like, all right, settle down. Yeah, you know, right. too expensive. Five dollars surcharge just to get Wendy's to my door because I'm too lazy to put on pants. Forget <laughs> about it. But with this promo code, anyway. We have a different energy this week, and I love it. Kyle, listen, Patreon's amazing, but it is time to square up the news. Take it away, good sir. First bit of news that needs to be squared up is from Andy Robinson over at VGC. VGC. Why did I stumble over that? Because I I didn't put it in the notes. (laughs) No, but I still clicked on it to read it, and it still slurred a little bit in my speech. Uh, Andy Robinson writes, Call of Duty will reportedly skip an annual release for the first time in nearly 20 years. Activision has reportedly decided to delay next year's Call of Duty game, thus marking the first time in nearly 20 years it skipped an annual release. That's according to Bloomberg, which claims that the company decided to push back the release of a new Treyarch-led game after last year's Vanguard failed to meet expectations. Quote, leading some executives to believe that they're introducing new versions too rapidly, end quote. Activision is reportedly working on other projects to fill the gap next year, including a steady stream of additional content for this year's premium Call of Duty game and a new and a new free-to-play online title. A spokesperson for Activision told VGC, quote, We have an exciting slate of premium and free-to-play Call of Duty experiences for this year, next year, and beyond. Reports of anything otherwise are incorrect. We look forward to sharing more details when the time is right, end quote. It was recently officially confirmed that this year's Call of Duty release will be a sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare reboot developed by Infinity Ward. Activision is also working on a new iteration of Battle Royale game Warzone. 
Call of Duty's year off will coincide with Microsoft's active acquisition of Activision Blizzard, should the deal be completed as planned by summer 2023. However, Bloomberg claims this had no influence on the decision to delay next year's game. It's noted that Call of Duty is often the best-selling console game in most years, so its sudden absence ab- absence could be significant for the game's market. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee, this is ooh-wee. huge news. And yeah. first off, talking about Call of Duty way too much, man. This It's like the third show where Call of Duty is like the main topic. Yeah. Uh, but this is huge because, yeah, this is, A, the biggest game every single year, and, B, this is the first time it's going to miss a release in 20 years. It's wild. Call of Duty's been a thing for 20 years. I, wow. I was 14 20 I was, years ago. I was 10. Eh, that, that doesn't hurt as much until like we hear <laughs> when we talk about like life milestones. Yeah. Then that hurts a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just entered middle school. Nonetheless, yeah. listen, uh, uh, Mystic Stiv writes in, do you think the Call of Duty delay has anything to do with Microsoft taking over and wanting a better work environment for the games or for them to release a less buggy experience? I I feel like it's probably a less buggy experience. Yep. Which is a bummer that that takes priority to a better work environment. Yeah. Um but I I think that's it, either way, I think it's smart for them to take a year off. Yeah. I I find it fascinating that we've gotten a new Call of Duty every single year and it's doesn't feel samey. Yeah. They each feel different enough to make it like a new kind of thing. Yeah. It, so, you know, first off, there is something to say. Yeah. It's been 20 years of this IP. It's not only still relevant, but still in the top of the, of the, you know, the, the leaderboards as it were. Right. There's something to that. I also think this does, so to answer your, your, your question, Mystic, um, I think friend of the show, Hoag Law, who's over uh, at the BitCast, which is a great podcast each and every Sunday, um, has stated uh, as a corporate lawyer as he is, it is illegal for Activision to work at the behest of, uh, I hope I said that word right, probably didn't, of Microsoft right now. Like they can't, like they can't take orders from Phil Spencer. They can't do anything to help Microsoft or, or anything mm-hmm. like that um, because they are still an independent entity. And by working as if they were a Microsoft entity when they are not uh, would be breaking the law and that 70 billion, whatever dollar deal uh, goes out the window. So mm-hmm. this is not because like Phil Spencer wants to get out back at PlayStation. Uh, this does not hint that call of duties leaving the PlayStation ecosystem. Uh, in fact, it probably even, a, they've said it's not, but this probably even makes it more, you know, a longer tail of play, making sure that PlayStation does have Call of Duty for even longer. It's yeah. not like you miss a year and then they're like, well, <laughs> that one's a dud. No, that's going to carry yeah. over to the next, to for the contract. Um, so it's not because Microsoft's taken control. It's sadly not because of work environment. You would like it to be. Um, yep. I, it's because Kyle... They put all their eggs in the Call of Duty basket. Every single major developer that they have 
is working on these games because the pipeline to make this game has been just so stressed by the global situation that we live in right now mm-hmm. that it is it has impacted this company so much that they had to seek out a buyer because they did not have the infrastructure themselves to make this possible. So I also have to think that it's hard for Activision to hire anybody because why does anybody want to work there right now? So I think they're having a hard time finding keeping retaining staff as well as the 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 pipeline that it makes to produce these games has been stressed to <laughs> stressed as they can go without anything snapping behind the scenes as far as we know so yeah. that's why i think this is this is really happening more than anything right now mm-hmm. now kyle my question to you is What pressure does this put on this year's Call of Duty? Because this is next year. This is 2023 we're worried about, right? Mm -hmm. This is now we got Warzone. We got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 uh, remake, we could call it, (laughs) um, coming out. Does this put now even more pressure on that game to succeed long term, not just a one year, but two years out? I feel like it puts more pressure on the Warzone side of things. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like that is the more long-term thing. Mm. Um, because if if I'm not mistaken, uh, what was it? 2019's Modern Warfare, right? Yeah, that was v- that had a very um, single-player focused narrative that I think a lot of people enjoyed. Like you yeah. enjoyed that 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 single-player. Yeah, I was surprised experience. how much it did. Yeah. Um. So I feel like they'll go to the modern warfare two this year and play it like a normal call of duty is. But I think Warzone is the one that they need to make sure can carry the, the gap until yeah. there is a new call of duty. I think that just makes sense. Cause that is like the, I feel like that makes a ton of money in itself. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it, as well when it comes to the communic it, I think it, it it's going to put stress on the communication between Infinity Ward and Raven and the sub studios on top of that to communicate uh, uh, with each other of like, hey, can we put this skin in the game? How do we integrate these two pieces of content with each other long term? Yeah. And what I'm really hoping is that Look, you know, Warzone is going to be forever on PlayStation. They said Call of Duty, the franchise itself, forever on on PlayStation, as we know, or, you know, indeterminate Mm -hmm. date. Um, I think what what I'm hoping is that this eliminates Call of Duty having to be a yearly release. I think we're taking a look at it right now going, well, why do we need like, like these games are proven halo call of duty have proven Fortnite that these games are platforms and they can live long-term. How many times has Fortnite changed the way that changed the map or changed the way you even play um, without having to put a two at the end of that game. Right. I mean, look at, look at how uh, the benefit that Assassin's Creed uh, got taking that year off yeah when we got odyssey and you loved odyssey a lot of people loved odyssey because that fatigue of an assassin's creed every year was gone yeah and And it wonders for that it makes you miss it and think of it being in a in the marketing field going oh this is the return of call of duty and making a spectacle out of what really is just a year gap 
Yeah, you know? exactly. It's kind of it's kind of like the the Mandalorian. It's like we miss him and then we see him in a show and you're like, oh, I I missed you, you son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're gonna make this Bubba Fett show better. It's like it, it, you don't know what what you have till it's gone type of deal. And when it returns, you can make a big deal out of it. So I actually see this as a really great news for Activision Blizzard as they could kind of now test for the waters themselves of, hey, maybe we don't have to do this yearly release and relieve Steam off of its developers. And maybe, maybe even crazier thought, all these sub studios could then maybe go off and make their own games. Oh, crazy. You know, maybe crazy Toys for thought. Bob could make a Spyro game again. Oh, man. A Crash be game would be beautiful. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't see this as like the end of day scenario. I actually kind of see this as more good news than anything. Yeah. Same. Yeah. My, my question to you, sir. Mm, okay. Go. What's taking that spot next year for best selling game of the year. If there's going to be no call of duty. Oh, Kyle, this is why you're the best goddamn co-host. <laughs> Let's look at the I crystal think ball about that. Yeah. What, what's going to take that spot? Like granted next year is very much up in the air of what's coming out. Yeah, that's true. That is really true. I never even thought about it. Like, is it just going to be the next gen version of Grand Theft Auto Five? <laughs> oh God, please no. Because <laughs> that's coming out this year, like in a few weeks. You know what would be really crazy? What I would really like. Wh- this is a, a PlayStation show. Yeah. Spider Man's supposed to come out. That yeah, that's a great call. Spider Man, yeah. I think it sold twenty million units yeah. like that. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it was crazy. So just think about it. If the global supply chain is hopefully, fingers crossed, fixed by that end, we're getting PlayStation 5s out there. I think that could definitely be at least in the top five. But when I think about like yearly releases, it's going to be boring, but it's probably like a Madden or a FIFA, right? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Or an NBA 2K. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, there might be a sneaky like Mario Odyssey 2. That mm. hop in there because of how many switches are out there. True, we we forgot the sheeple that are Nintendo fans. You'll <laughs> <laughs> buy anything, and they'll just re- they'll like Nintendo's like you have a week to play this game or else we're taking it off. <laughs> oh, sorry, Nintendo, you're sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, and then putting God. in something called mouthful mode, and we're supposed to be praise them. Yeah, for <laughs> this pink fluff sucker, I hate him. <laughs> So yeah, no, that's a really good question because honestly, the 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 big question t- too is like, what does the slate even look like next year? Because even twenty twenty two after Elden Ring, what's what's here? I mean, I, I I'm just thinking as, as like PlayStation side of things, uh, other than Spider Man two, yeah, God of War is the next, other than Gran Turismo, the yeah. the big one. But after that, what is what is everyone else working on? It's, I guess we'll maybe find out in our... Are we getting it, an Uncharted game next year? I guess we'll find that in not this n- new story, but the next one. Hey! <laughs> hey That said, enough Call of Duty talk. I'm done. I'm tired of it. It's time to get to the brass tack set is we finally know what the PSVR 2 headset looks like, Kyle. Take it away. Good sir. Sammy Barker over at Push Square writes, here's your first look at PS5's PSVR 2 headset. Like so much of PSVR 2's buildup thus far, Sony has just unceremoniously dropped images of the final product online. The headset, headset and redesigned PSVR 2 Sense controllers match the design aesthetic of the PlayStation 5 with a dual-tone white and gray finish. Quote, You'll notice the PSVR 2 headset has a similar shape as the PSVR 2 Sense controller, taking on a matching orb look. 
hitted Hideaki Nishino explained on the PS blog. The circular orb shape represents the 360 degree view that players feel when they enter the virtual reality world. So this shape captures it nicely. End quote. Nishino added, quote, when our design team created the PS5 console, they also had the next generation VR headset in mind. So you'll notice some similarities in the look and feel. The PS5 console console has flat edges as it is meant to be displayed on a flat surface. While there was more emphasis on adding roundness to the design of PSVR 2 headset, since it is meant to have constant human contact, similar to the rounded edges of the DualSense controller and Pulse 3D headset. We already had a lot of positive feedback on the ergonomics of the first PSVR headset by carefully balancing the headset weight and having a simple headband that can be adjustable. So we kept the same concept for the PSVR 2 headset. Nishino continued. Other features, such as the headset's adjustable scope that places the scope area closer or further away from the face, and placement of the stereo headphone jack also remain the same, so players will be familiar with it, end quote. There are new features, though, such as a lens adjustment dial, which will allow you to further optimize your experience. Perhaps most importantly of all, it's lighter and slimmer overall than the original PSVR headset, which is pretty impressive considering all the additional tech packed into this thing. Quote, it was quite a challenge to create a slimmer design with new features added to improve upon our first headset. But our design and engineering teams proved this could be possible when we first when we saw the final design, Nishino beamed. One additional cool feature is the incorporation of a vent, which will help to avoid the lens from fogging due to condensation. Quote, I worked on many design concepts to achieve this, and in the final design you can see there is a little space in between the top and front surface of the scope that contains the integrated ventilation. Ventilation. So sorry. Senior art director Yujin Morisawa explained, I am really proud of how this turned out and the positive feedback I've gotten so far. I hope our PlayStation fans will also agree, and I can't wait for them to try it out. End quote. Oh, and remember all those tiny little PlayStation symbols on the DualSense controller, which add texture to the plastic? I do. They're back with PSVR 2 on the front and back bands. Of course, there's still no word of a price or release date, but PSVR 2 games are slowly starting to get announced now. Ooh-wee. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. First off, take a bow. That was such a read. And, uh, uh, you know, usually I don't want to do, like, big, long articles like that, but there was so much poignant information to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you At some point, it, my you know. throat was like, Kyle, you. Yeah, it's like, I, slow can't, down. I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Take a week can, off again. You're in. Can I? I yeah. want to just highlight something I thought was quite funny. And Please. I almost stopped reading to just bring Have it up. Have a little chuckle. When they're talking about the difference between the PS5 design and the yes. PSVR, yes. why do they make it sound like the PS5 was designed not to be loved? <laughs> they're like, it's it's a flat surface. Don't touch it. Just yeah. look at it. Yeah. It doesn't deserve your love. The PSVR, though, constant contact yeah. with the human touch. It's like, oh, okay. That's weird. Right. Poor yeah. PS5. I love you. It curves and all. I know, right? It's, <laughs> that being said, uh, this headset. Oh, boy, this headset. We got some questions in about it. Rick the Welsh Run writes in. What are your thoughts on the design of PSVR 2 now that it's been announced? Do you think it will be a 2022 release? And will it be a day one purchase for you guys? I got to feel those headshots. Oh, Jesus, Rick, you. No, thank you. <laughs> you masochist. <laughs> Shoot me the head harder. Make it a 50 cal bullet, you coward. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I want to feel my torso rip. <laughs> Rip and tear. <laughs> Until it is done. All right. Uh, 
Gore porn aside, Kyle, what do you think here? What do you think of this design? Look at this beautiful it. boy. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think it's wild that it's lighter than PSVR 1. Yeah. Because uh, 1 felt pretty good on the head. Yeah. Um, that sounded weird. <laughs> pretty good on the head. It felt great. Uh, but yeah, it's, so it's going to turned into a very different podcast. Unfortunately, we are talking about phallic shaped things later <laughs> as well. That's a different, Spoiler. that's a whole subsection of the VR world that oh, yeah. we don't talk about here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks like it's comfortable. I hope that sure. the, um, the backband, the adjustment dial. Yeah, feels a little bit more sturdy because I think on the first one that got worn out very quickly for me. Yeah, um, so I hope that that's a little bit better. I just need to put it on my head and I need to see how the difference of like I think with Oculus Quest mm-hmm. and my experience with PSVR, v- it, it, they're both great. But I could. It feels like I'm wearing very thick goggles. Okay. Like you see the edges of, of the on rings. the quest. You said a little bit, yeah. Okay. And so, like, if these are having bigger lenses, yeah, and, and way to to make them different, I wonder how much more immersive that's going to be on this thing. Yeah, I I, I love the design personally. I think this looks sleek. I think this does look like the next evolution of and something that does stand side by side with the PlayStation 5. And I do like how they are still staying true to the tool, the two tone. They're like, no, 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 no. It's black and white. Yeah. Suck it, D brand. That's what this is. (laughs) Right. We don't care yeah. what you guys say. That being said, I'm I'm with you. The dial uh, hopefully is a little bit better. The one thing that impresses me the most is ventilation. I like how I like how first off PlayStation is very much like, all right, what's the shit you didn't like about the last one, and we're gonna check off each one to make sure you like this one. Because mm-hmm. um, the ventilation was an issue. I I fogged up crazy. My head. Yeah, my noggin gets hot. Yeah, playing Beat Saber, you get sweaty, and then it gets all it fogs up the lenses, and mm-hmm. then you're afraid of wiping them off because you're gonna scratch the lens, or you're gonna like, smear it, and then like, yeah. you, you got the little air. But it's a lot, so mm-hmm. it's cool that they're taking that into account. Now, do we think that this is a 2022 release? Yes, this is 2022. I hope so. The reason why I think they revealed it is the same reason why I think they revealed the dual uh, the dual sense controller uh, back in the day. Uh, it's because mm. they're making these. These are heading into production sooner rather than later. I would think probably by the end of March, early April, tops. Mm-hmm. These are entering in production. They already got dev kits out there, and I I, I think these are heading out twenty twenty two now. Kyle, my next question. I mean, this is obviously a day one purchase. Oh yeah. But how if PlayStation won't let us buy things from PlayStation Direct? I, that's the thing. I don't know. Yeah, audience, we may need your help on that one, bud. <laughs> we but look, I mean, like, fingers crossed that Best Buy have pre-order yes. links and whatnot. But yeah. and it'd be just so much easier. Like, that's the thing that blows my mind. I got my Horizon Collector Edition totally fine from PlayStation Direct. Yeah. But when it came to those DualSense controllers, nope. I my, my purple one's on the way from GameStop. Huh. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> humble brag. I know brag. you got yours. How dare you? Look at how. Dude, look at how beautiful, beautiful this thing is. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. This is, that is, this is my great favorite one. Purple. That is a great, great purple. purple. This is already yeah. my favorite controller around. Uh-huh. Like, this That's is awesome. so great. Yeah. When, when you showed me that link, you, Kyle literally <laughs> texted me the link. I didn't even think twice. <laughs> it was just natural. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Took me less than 10 seconds to make that mistake. Um, Mystic Stiv writes it. Do you think it, uh, it being wired will affect sales compa- compared to others on the market? No. I mean, this is only for PS5. Yeah. I think it's limited to people purchasing it strictly for those who have a PlayStation 5. Yeah. I, I really do think, though, you will see this thing on PC. Like I, I hope so. I, I think there's... I mean, people on PC are smarter than us. They'll probably jailbreak this thing. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, do it that way. Um, listen, I'm not going to say that. I've been on the hub before, Kyle. <laughs> and yeah. they have VR and it's like uh-huh. PlayStation. We're people... Yeah, come on. All right, we're going to talk about reused penis in a second. <laughs> come on, we're all human. So, like, they, they have that logo there. And I've always been, like, not curious. I'm not hooking this thing up to my PC to give it a whirl. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Too many wires. Now, if it's one, maybe, <laughs> it's one. maybe, maybe Joe will ride the dragon then. But, <laughs> like, it, so it can be done. I just want it for practical reasons rather than just perversion. Yeah, that, uh-huh. You know, this this piece of hardware gets out to not just PS5s but PCs everywhere. So I think I, yeah, it being limited I, to PS5 is the thing. I think that's, that's very it. healthy just for VR market in general. Yeah, because it's still as as much as it's getting more and more normalized and more and more out there. VR is still pretty a pretty niche market. Yeah, and so the more headsets headsets that can play every PVR game, mm-hmm. the better. Uh, uh, so I, I would hope it gets hooked up to PC. And we're seeing more and more companies invest and the VR market grow. So that's uh-huh. why PlayStation's really doing this. Um, I wouldn't, I would expect PlayStation Home to come back. Yeah. I would expect it with this for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now, Nasty Boots, our last question comes from uh, him. He writes, okay, to wire or not to wire? What is your preference? Honestly, it used to be no wire for me, Kyle, but everybody that has owned an Oculus Quest has come to me going, no, Joe, you don't understand. It's cool that it's not a wire, but it's genuinely held back because of it. So a wire is more preferable because Mm -hmm. you're going to get that power from the PlayStation 5 and the headset itself. So things are going to look genuinely and run genuinely better on Mm -hmm. this headset. So now I am pro wire. Yeah, I I think just from a comfort standpoint, mm-hmm. I would prefer no wire because mm-hmm. there will always be a uh, like a like an itch in the back of my head, like don't spin around, yeah, don't don't get that wire you know looped up around your legs because now you're gonna knock over your PS5 and right. that's a whole issue. You're gonna break the VR too. You're probably going to break your TV, too, because the PSVR is hooked up to it. So, like, there's always that little bit in the back of my head of be as still as possible, which is hard in VR because you're supposed to be immersive and be the character. So I'm a little bit bummed by that. But, yes, if you want the the best performance from it, Wire is, is totally okay with me. Yeah, as long as it's it's <laughs> man, so many innuendos this episode. As long as it's long enough, I don't think anybody's going to care. You know, also the, the controller is important. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. For wires. For wires. 
But yeah. some people also say it's an motion of the the controller as well. <laughs> Shout out to the controllers, by the way. In all seriousness, yeah. they look mm-hmm. dope. Um, that said, PSVR 2 looks awesome. But you what? know what is way more awesome and way before, more immediate? Before, before you go into that, mm-hmm. when are we going to hear if everything is backwards compatible from a VR standpoint? At the state of play. I sure as hell hope so. I I pray to God that is the case. If if none of the VR titles that I own or are carry already over. out there carry over, that's a big problem. Yeah, and I mean that could be the case because like yeah, how does we don't know the intricacies of how to track hand movements and how that goes from one title or one platform to the other and all that jazz. So like, mm-hmm. it's a real possibility. And though they've said it's backwards compatible, now they're kind of like. Uh, they're, they're, they're like actively you know. not talking about it yeah and that is worrisome but mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know i don't even know if i give them the benefit of the doubt there but again i don't know how development works on vr and how to exactly port things over to from one scanning tech to the uh, to the next or one yeah. tracking tech to the to the next mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that said you know what i don't have questions about uh, when I'm going to play Shadow Warrior 3, that's for sure. Hey, Rebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle writes, first PlayStation Now day one launch title sparks rumors of Project Spartacus reveal. On March 1st, Shadow Warrior 3 will be released. The, this news in itself is nothing out of the ordinary, but a small note alongside the latest gameplay trailer revealed the game will be launching into PlayStation Now on the same day. This is the first day one title to arrive into the subscription service, and the news has sparked rumor of an imminent reveal of Project Spartacus. Project Spartacus is rumored to be the name of Sony's rival to Xbox Game Pass. Sony Interactive Entertainment's chief executive officer, Jim Ryan, has said before that Microsoft's subscription model wouldn't work for PlayStation, especially with AAA titles launching on the service on day one. However, Sony has been working on some kind of response, and in November, Ryan said there was, quote, news to come, end quote. Mm. With Shadow Warrior 3 being the first ever title to launch day one into the service, many are expecting an announcement to come before the end of February. Previous rumors have claimed Project Spartacus will be a monthly subscription service on the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 that allows access to a library of modern and classic PlayStation's titles. Both PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now are expected to be merged into Project Spartacus, while there's also expected to be some form of cloud mm-hmm. gaming involved, too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was sniffing into the mic. I noticed it. I noticed it. Kyle, stop the comments. Stop the comments. I get it. Okay. Uh, Kyle, first off, this is this is the first game day and date on, on PlayStation Now, Shadow Warrior 3. Yeah. Playing it day one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not very good at Shadow Warrior. Sure. Uh, because it is, if you're not familiar, it is very fast. Yeah. Think like old school Doom or new Doom, really. Mm-hmm. And um, if you played Ghost Runner, okay, uh, that that kind of speed. Oh wow! Um, All right. And, and but it, from everything we've seen of Shadow Warrior Three, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. And, and the first two games are pretty good. Yeah. Um, so now- I'm excited. That's a big get. Yeah, now it is only the PlayStation 4 version because, as PlayStation has stated, PlayStation Now is a PlayStation 4 service. Yeah. Right? Um, You know, this does give credence to the rumors that we're going to see Spartacus soon. It's imminent. It's maybe in March, um, as all signs point. But for every leaker, there is false information as well. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, 
But my question for you here is, is this, is this Sony's way of testing to see if a day and date service works on their platform? I don't think it's a test. Oh, really? I think this might just be the thing going forward with certain indie games. Yeah. Um, specifically Devolver. Because did, didn't PlayStation Devolver, aren't they in cahoots a little bit? Yes. PlayStation has, I think, a, like a 5 to 7% stake in the company, which yes. is a big stake. So I, I think using that publisher's titles as... Uh, uh, an added benefit of PlayStation now or whatever mm-hmm. Spartacus might be is a good way to get it rolling. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, I guess in a way uh, use it as a test going forward with other indie games. Yeah. Uh, I think that's smart. I think it's really smart. I think, I, I think you're, you're right there. I think this is PlayStation's way of rolling it out while also doing a little bit of a incubation test. Like here's our little, here's our little test. And we're going to, we're a little test tube and we're going to see what happens in real time to this game as, you know, will it actually add more people onto the service and how that drop off affects then when people are done with that game. I think PlayStation is doing tests that way, but I'm pretty sure at this point, if, if Spartacus is, is being revealed in March, they genuinely know what this service is going to be. And so I, I do think this is a slow rollout. And I think this is, again, something we've been saying since day one of like, this is not a one-to-one Game Pass thing. This is going to be probably more indie AA games on this service, sprinkle in some some classic PlayStation stuff and some PlayStation 4 and some PlayStation 5 games down the line. Um, But this is really exciting to see that Sony is getting that ball rolling, as it were, because Place, you know, Jim Ryan's got his tap shoes on and he's dancing to the beat and he sees where the rhythm's going. He's He's got in, in cahoots with the DJ. You know, he sees what Xbox is doing over with what shall not be named. Because when I do, I get angry DMs. Um, and they're just like, hey, we can do what they do, but we can do it slowly and gradually over time and to get our consumers acquainted with what they can expect from us slowly but surely drip feed Mm -hmm. this in so i'm really excited by this news because it seems like it you know what we were concerned about of playstation reading the tea leaves they have and it seems like they're being incredibly proactive my last question to you sir Mm -hmm. do we see the do we see do we see the acquisition first or do we see spartacus first Acquisition of anything? whatever it may be. Oh, I wouldn't know. Question. Uh, or do I? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, I don't first. be a. I don't want to be a square about it. <laughs> Stop it! Don't start rumors. <laughs> but I don't want to cap for something that may not be the case. Oh, God. That's not where I'm from. That's quite the character arc. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was your answer? I generally don't know, guys. Please don't message me. Uh, I what? I forgot what I even said. Spartacus, oh, Spartacus. or yeah. yeah, I think Spartacus first. Oh god, I snorted out. It was a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, I generally think Spartacus is probably first, and whatever the quote-unquote response is, is probably in April or May. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Seeing yeah. how expedient 
uh, Microsoft was with Activision where their talks started in November and was announced in January. We probably assume that PlayStation's been whining and dining some folks and they're in that talking stage. Mm -hmm. And so probably by May, we should know who is or isn't on the table. Yeah. That said, exciting. I'm definitely going to be picking this up uh, day one or trying it out rather on PlayStation uh, now because... It's again, it's becoming a better service slowly, but yeah. surely. And this is really awesome to see. And I have permission to talk about PlayStation now. And so I will. It's a, it's a way better service than people give it credit for. And we're, it's getting better 100% by the day. 100% agreed. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now let's talk about the long, hard and throbbing news. Oh, God. <laughs> that is oh my God. Of all the camera placements. <laughs> For a reveal. Why, Capcom? <laughs> Matt came over at IGN, right? Street Fighter Six officially announced. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Everybody, get your knee pads out. It's about to get real. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Hadouken. That's right. After Tongues out, eyes up, everyone. <laughs> After six years and two updates, Capcom is finally moving on from Street Fighter V and has officially announced Street Fighter VI. As teased through a countdown website, Capcom has officially announced Street Fighter VI following the end of the Capcom Pro Tour fighting game exhibition. The countdown was supposed to end at 9 p.m. PST, but remained locked until the end of the stream. Capcom says more info for Street Fighter VI is coming this summer. The short teaser revealed a beefed-up Ryu as he faces Luke, the 45th and final character for Street Fighter V, who was teased to be in the sequel. The announcement for Street Fighter VI also coincided with the 35th anniversary of the franchise. Capcom also announced the Capcom Fighting Collection, an anthology of 10 classic titles, including the full Darkstalkers series. The Capcom Fighting Collection will be released on June 24, 2022 for PS4, Nintendo Switch, Steam, and Xbox One. Oh man, that was God bless you. Best co host right here. Oh reading gosh. through that. I literally was dying. I had to meet the mic. <sighs> Nagachaka writes in Did Capcom mess up Street Fighter Six announcement? Or does the internet just love to hate on things? All I'm seeing on the comments is how the logo is boring and there's something big in Ryu's pants. That was not gonna talk, that was not me. And how some res- and and how about some Resident Evil announcements uh, question mark. Okay. This reveal was strange. I I, I gotta say this. Mm-hmm. Um it was weird. And I I you know, I stayed up till twelve you know, oh, watching you what it you actually yeah. stayed up to watch it. Yeah. And I honestly thought it was me in the beginning when I was watching the trailer. Um, and it zones in like, you're just seeing the character model of, of, of Ryu. And he looks as beefy as Kylo Ren does in, 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 uh, you know, what shall not be named <laughs> a star Wars, uh, uh, movie. And then all of a sudden it zones in on his like up, like uh, upwards from like his knee area to his pants. And I was like, did, did I, did I just see the outline of, <laughs> did I just see that? Uh-huh. And I thought it was just me. I'm like, no, it's 12 at night. You know, this is I'm normal. Tired. I'm I need tired. To yeah. And when I'm tired, I have gay thoughts. So maybe this is just. The melatonin's kicking in. <laughs> yeah. The melatonin's making me feel di- different things. This can't be it. And then I wake up and everybody's like, 
one of the best Twitter's thing uh, replies I saw was, yo, they gave Ryu a straight up slanger. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God. And everybody noticed everybody. There's like circle images. There's enhanced. Uh, I saw a lot of our, uh, my lady friends on Twitter going, well, I'm a fan of street fighter now. (laughs) It's fucking great. Um, So yeah, straight up. It was distracting. Now, here's the thing. I'm an equal opportunist, right? If we see the the, the booby jiggle physics, we can see some slanger, you know, things as well. Mm-hmm, all right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's be real here. Let's be adults about it. We just talked about VR porn. We could talk about this. <laughs> um, but then the logo happens, Kyle. And everybody's yeah. making fun of that. Which yeah. now I understand because someone literally found the logo font on Adobe. Yeah, it's like a stock adobe thing so it's like you're taking this this moment like like that logo is iconic you're already changing it to be like some type of paintball font that's the that's the thing that yeah as the non-street fighter fan their logos for their games are iconic yeah i'm not a big street fighter fan but colorful colors and this looks like a boring silicon valley app yeah yeah, and that you got six notifications from. Yeah, yeah. Does this worry you about this game? I I don't know if I could can be worried about it because I am not a fighting fan. Sure, fair enough. Um, but it's just it's wild to see that is the direction they went. Mm. And also, like my mind, because I didn't say I have to watch it. I only I've only seen the images. Yeah, or the image. Let's be real. Let's be real. the uh, only image that matters. To me, honestly, going through my head, they make it look like they are kaiju. They make them look like they are monstrous beings and gods that are going to punch Godzilla in the face and totally be fine because they're the same scale height-wise. Like, everything seems odd to me. And and as far as, like, Nagachaka's question, I feel like this is just the internet these days where everyone overhypes things. Like, yes, I was hoping for some RE stuff. Yeah. It makes sense that it's Street Fighter Six, more sense than anything RE really. Um, but it's that's, the that's age we live in. You're right. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, we overhype things, we get too excited, and then when it doesn't live up to the expectations we put ourselves, um, we like flame it for whatever reasons. It's not fair to mm-hmm. uh, to them. That being no. said, you know this does worry me. I just because of the logo. Because, like, why change something so iconic? That does scare me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Because mm-hmm. I know nothing. Like, Clearings writes in, are either you excited for, you know, Street Fighter Six? Do you have any fighters you want to see in the roster? Give me, I think the guy's name was, like, Blanca or whatever. Like, the green dude. Blanca. Blanca, yeah. yeah, dope. Give me him. He had this, like, cool thing where, like, on the Game Boy Advance version, he, like, ate people or some shit. It was dope. He, um, he does the thing, if I'm not mistaken, he does the thing I love that Colossus does in the X-Men arcade oh. game when like that energy burst comes mm-hmm. out of him. Mm-hmm. And that was Colossus special in that game. That's super cool. I'm a big fan of E Honda. Okay. Because he does like the thousand slaps and like the, do you oh, remember the slap move? Yeah. I love like, I, as a, not a fan of the series, I love all the fighting moves. I know the moves. I know the characters. Yeah. Uh, sh- I mean, I'll shout it out. We've talked about it via the show. I generally, really dig the street fighter movie i know it's not a good one <laughs> i have a great time when i watch that movie yeah. this i bought the steelbook a couple weeks ago 
it's a gorgeous steel book. It comes yeah. with an actual M Dyson money inside. Ooh. Um, so like I know so I know the no, it's <laughs> actually a real it's a fungible thing. <laughs> <laughs> what a joke! What a joke! Uh, but it, I, I gotta see it in in action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same. Do you think this is a PlayStation exclusive? Because they didn't have like any PlayStation emblems on it. And when it was revealed at PSX, it was like this is exclusive to PlayStation. I I don't know. So I mean, five was console at least. Right? Yeah, it was console, and maybe that made it suffer a little bit. But at the same exact time, PlayStation owns Evo. They seem really passionate on getting fighting mm-hmm. games on PlayStation in terms of like, mm-hmm. what do you think you're thinking of PlayStation? So it would be really weird if they let street fighter go, but maybe if you're Capcom, you're like, listen, it, it did hurt us. So we're not going to risk it for the biscuit again. Yeah. I, I could, I could see it either way. And in all honesty, I wanted it on as many platforms as it, as it can. So it could succeed. Yeah. Uh, the all. fighting collection is cool. Yeah. That's neat. That's neat. I, I- always loved uh dark stalkers from uh far away because the characters look super cool mm. that's the one that has morgan and, and oh, I know, that's why you liked it all right, you know. i mean i mean come on come on all it's right. that kind of episode yeah. today <laughs> it really uh, is. <laughs> but that that is a that is a cool like little compilation kind of collection thing yeah yeah well there you go street fighter six reused dong who would have guessed it you know uh, also, just really quickly, yeah. I'm thinking of this reveal mm-hmm. compared to uh, the Mortal Kombat reveal at the Game Awards. Yeah. And just how different and more hype the Mortal Kombat one was. Yeah. I think Mortal Kombat, uh, maybe some someone out there, let us correct us, think it's probably bigger, way bigger at this point. You think so? Oh, I at think this so. point? Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be interesting to know from a fighting game fan of like which IP is more revered. Yeah, in the fighting game circles, I still think it's Mortal Kombat. I don't know. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know in the comments because uh, we're big dumb idiots. And I just I'm like, there's a Mortal Kombat movie, so who knows? No, sure. <laughs> that said, Kyle, let's talk about Ubisoft and more things being up for sale, shall we? Andy Robinson over at VGC writes: Ubisoft says it can stay independent, but would review any buyout offers. Ubisoft has told investors it believes it can remain independent amid the recent trend of consolidation in the games industry. M&A activity in the oh mergers and acquisitions yep, activity yep. in the games industry hit a record $85 billion in 2021 Holy. and has been forecast to reach $150 billion this year with huge deals such as Microsoft X. Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard and Take-Two's buyout of Zynga having already been announced in 2022's opening months. Asked in an earnings call on Thursday if Ubisoft believed it would be able to guarantee access to the various gaming platforms it releases its games on in the future, should it resist any of the consolidation happening in the industry, CEO Yves Guimont said he Uh believed it would. Quote, we will continue and have access to all of those platforms because all of the platforms need great content if we are continuing to do great content like we do today we will be able to access all of those platforms he said if we look at nintendo we are the number one third-party publisher on it nintendo is interested in everything we do and we are even developing games with their brands Mm -hmm. so the collaboration exists and it is very fruitful end quote 
The exec said he believed Ubisoft could remain independent, but that any offers to buy the company would be reviewed in the interest of its stakeholders. Quote, we have always taken decisions in the interest of our stakeholders, which are which are our employees, players, and shareholders. Ubisoft can remain independent. We have the talent, the financial scale, and a large portfolio of original IPs, Gimo added. Having said that, if there were an offer to buy us, the board of directors would, of course, review it in the interest of all stakeholders. End quote. CFO Frederick Duguet added later in the call, quote, we will not speculate on why people haven't made any offer. End quote. Guimont ended, or if any offer was made, end quote. That's uh-huh. a very interesting quote there at the end. You really think so? We will not speculate on why people haven't made any offer. Ah, uh, gotcha. Like, why would he say that? Yeah. Uh, ca- why, why don't people love us? Why don't people yeah. want to buy us? Yeah. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> is there something we said? Jim, <laughs> guys. is it our toxic workplace? Is that why? <laughs> we have all these great people here, you know? You know, uh, yeah, no. I, so real talk. Uh, a lot of people are like, this is a non story. They have to they, they have to review it. So it's not like something that this is newsworthy just because they said, yeah, we'll look yeah. at it. They generally mergers, acquisitions. You got to take a peek. You got to take a gander. If anyone so, offers you billions of dollars, yeah, go you, t- you got to think about it. Yeah. They're like, look at this bag. And they're like, how much is it weigh? You know, <laughs> it, it's it's like, the- is this a reuse slinger? Is this a. <laughs> Awesome Dave Banger. What are we doing? You know what? I'm I'm going to ban you from saying slanger. <laughs> nope. Nope. This is my there's, word. There's, o- there's only one A-N-G-R word that needs to be on this show. That's uh-uh. banger. I'm going to fight for slanger. Let, let's combine a banger slangers. You know what I'm saying? Oh, loud. Sarah. The banger oh, loud. slanger room. That's the new oh, name of the show. God damn. Yeah. So like this part doesn't surprise me. I like what they're like. Hey, listen, we work with everybody. We're the largest publisher on Nintendo or third party publisher publisher on Nintendo, very fruitful relationship. So honestly, it generally seems like Ubisoft isn't up for sale. Um, and I mean, at the end, I think that end quote is very telling where it's just like, nobody's made us an offer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when Gimo added, or if an offer was made, <laughs> and that, that was kind of like the fix. But yeah, I, I think so with, you, you take them off the board then, right? I do take them off the board. Okay. Uh, and, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm PlayStation, it, it then ends up being three companies, um, to me, like three big ones. It, it, it becomes Square Enix, Capcom, Square Enix. And I've, I've been hearing rumors, rumors. I would like to give this person credit, but I generally don't know, uh, CD project. Really? Yeah. But I wouldn't want that. Mm, yeah. So again, I, I think it's, you know what? Let's give it to Special Nick over at Xbox Era that said it. Because he always okay. brings all the PlayStation stuff and somehow runs an Xbox show. You know? Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> we need to, we need lane, to bring Nick. some X we need to break some Xbox news and take his, his Yeah, right. Thing. Like what what did like Microsoft buy, you know, today? Skype two? <laughs> I don't know. Um but yeah, no, so I, I think we take them off the table. I think Again, if there's like a response, I think the, I, I think it all comes down to friendships, and I think those friendships are in Japan right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, that's it. No more acquisition talk. Okay, acquisition season will come. It goes just like you know the acquisition season doesn't fear the reaper. Let's just say it like that. 
Kyle, let's start for some flash news. You ready? Are you, have, you, have you heard this? Have you, have you seen this? I'm ready. <laughs> All right, got to run fast. Uh, the Uncharted movie has made over $104 million over at the weekend box office. Sony Pictures uh, chairman and CEO Tom Rothman uh, is quoted to say this to uh, employees. With over $100 million worldwide this one weekend and a 90% positive audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, he sounds like a person that say tomatoes. Uncharted is a new movie hit franchise for the company. This marks a great victory for every single division of the company. And as a film, our first major product entirely shut down in the advent of COVID. Yet we persevered and completed a picture for the audience that the audience loves and marketed it and distributed or distributed it with a strategic veer worldwide despite the pan. Now, to insert this impact is proof once again that the unmatched cultural power of real movies on the heels of Venom. Oh, God, it was so bad. <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife, which was generally fantastic. And Spider-Man No Way Home, which made Joe believe in God again. Uh, Uncharted is yet again another blow to theatrical naysayers and further proof of the efficacy of our model. Looks like theaters ain't dead yet, Kyle. Which does make me happy. Yeah, I I, I I'm also a big theater. I, I will say, yeah, being able to just watch something brand new at home, yeah, it's pretty cool too. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Also, when you're trying to watch Spider Man and there's kids in the theaters, you wish you could taste them. Oh, oh, that was my biggest gripe when I saw Uncharted. Uh, so I was, I had a middle seat, yeah, in the perfect row, and there was a family to my left, a group of friends, the entire movie, just talking. Not like a loud talk, Tazen. but a, a, like a loud whisper. They're like, you guys need to shut up. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you have your phone on during the theater and while the movie, and like, it's not like, listen, I understand an emergency. And if, like, if I see you hovering and you're like, oh shit, let me yeah. read this. Like Nana's not doing well or something. Fine. But if I just see you nonchalant on your phone and you know yeah. it, I'm going to yeah. call you out. I'm that person. I am oh, the, I okay. am the hero of the theater. Um, I want to be the hero of the theater. Oh. I just—I don't have the balls I, to do Dude, it. you should—you should see me in the theater. You'd be like, "Holy shit, Joe is such a badass!" I did it once in high school, and afterwards, I was like, "Oh, I feel." I don't Bro, feel I will that. walk up to you. <laughs> I am that type of. You're like you're ruining this for me. Um. So yeah, no, no, no. I don't. I, I don't mess around with that. I'm, yeah. I paid twenty good whole dollars for this. Mm-hmm, Again, mm-hmm. I wish the Alamo Draft House wouldn't just throw people out, but just tase them you know like a, like a <laughs> cattle problem you know uh-huh. hey kyle have you seen this have you heard about this horizon sales are pretty pretty pretty, pretty good. good horizon forbidden west was comfortably number one on the uk box charts if that means anything to anybody uh the game is second uh, is the second biggest playstation 5 launch so far behind the popular launch of spider-man miles morales and just ahead of fifa 22 just like spider-man the New Horizon was launched on both PlayStation 4 and PS5. 68%, uh, almost who, uh, of the box sales were on PlayStation 5, with the remainder on the older PlayStation. Horizon Forbidden West launch sales were down, however, 35% compared to its predecessor of the 2017's Zero Dawn. However, data does not factor in digital sales. That comes later, as digital markets has accelerated significantly in the last five years. That's right, I'm all digital now, BB. Uh, Digital download data will be released in the later week. 
Whoa. And this is, again, considerably lack of PlayStation 5 consoles. We might expect Horizon to rise up and down the charts as more machines become available. I think so, too, Kyle. Yeah. I think so, too. This is, again, we, we, we talked about how PlayStation's ripping people off with that skew. It should be 60 bucks. The PlayStation 5 version should be 60 bucks, but it is mm-hmm. 70 mm-hmm. Still outsold boxed version of the PlayStation 4 version. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Um, but it, it, if you get, I'm going to use this opportunity Please. to get on my soapbox here. Okay. Are you telling me Uh-oh. that this is going to be the norm for collector's editions going forward? Oh, where you here give me a steel book mm-hmm. and the steel book. I mean, I, I'm going to say this right now. I knew going into it that there was no disc involved. I knew that ahead of time, mm-hmm. but just looking at it now. I found I find it so incredibly frustrating that you're you're going to go out of your way to spend money on a giant physical thing. Right. Like I have both of my Trevor Tusks right here. It's right behind just, me, matter of fact. Because I'm mine a came man. broken. My arm, the oh, little guy's arm came bummer. off. That's super glue. That's super glue. Um, terrific collection edition. Some of the best statues PlayStation has ever put out. Honestly. Honestly. Um. But the the fact that someone is going to go out of their way to buy that physical thing, yeah, and only give them a digital voucher for the game, when it most likely people buying it physically, the collection editions are physical media people. Mm. Like I, I find it odd to me that you just won't just throw the the disc in there, like or, or like don't even bother putting a steel book in that version. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, no, no! I like the steel book. No, well. Listen, man, <laughs> Steelbook's for a disc. I get it. I get it. I just, yeah. I, I'm also a little salty because I had to wait a full 12, 14 hours because my internet was being real bad and the download was taking forever. Like, I, I missed the days of popping in the disc when I get a new fancy collection edition and play it instantly. Hey, audience, just keep this between you and me. I just think Kyle needs better internet. Just needs to get over it. I mean, I do. I know that for a fact. Yeah. When you have three girls in this house yeah. who are on the internet constantly, I'm yeah. sure that doesn't help. Cattle problem, man. Anyway, so no, so, <laughs> no I, I think you have to, with digital being the advent, but you still want a collector's thing. I, just like the thing said, this is accelerated drastically. So I think this is a good way of like, here's some collector's memorabilia. The steel book is memorabilia and here's a code. I get it. It's not perfect, but mm. it is the future. And the, the last thing you want is to give two copies away and then someone sells it. You know what I mean? Devalues I mean, your statue yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I'm telling know. you. I'm telling you. I don't know. Anyway, nonetheless. Hey, Kyle. Got a question for hey. you. Are you holding on to something? Yes. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming from the PlayStation storefront. Hey, it's the monthly March PlayStation Plus games. They've finally been announced. You got hey. Ghost Runner for PlayStation 5 and only PlayStation 5, not the PlayStation 4 version. Arc Survivor Evolved for PlayStation 4. Sonic Team Racing for PlayStation 4. And Ghost of Tsushima Legends, the bonus for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. And not to mention, on March 15th, you got GTA 5 for PlayStation 5. Please clap. This is great. Please clap. This is a big month. Big month. And uh, the noteworthy releases is Elden Ring and Destiny the Witch Queen. Awesome. Dave writes in with Ghost of Tsushima Legends being on PlayStation Plus game for March. What are your thoughts on PlayStation giving us modes for standalone DLC as our included games? This would mean be two months in a row this month having 
uh, Tiny TL, uh, Tina, Tiny Tina, Tina DLC from Borderlands 2 as an included hand. And keep up the slanger work, guys. <laughs> no banger work. How <laughs> dare you? Slanger. Uh, also, want to say slanger again. <laughs> It, it says banger on the dock. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I see, I see, I see what's in front of me. Um, yeah, you I'm know okay what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I think this is also them testing the waters of like, hey, if we just put um, put the, the multiplayer versions on this free-to-play stuff, mm-hmm. you know, these platforms, people go play it? I think this is them also testing that water as well. You know, yeah. This is a little, another little incubation type of test. So okay. yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. That said, Kyle, usually when there's a big game that comes out, we do the roundup of all the reviews, right? Um, This week is a little different. You know, we did it last week for uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which launched at at 89 and now 88, which is a fantastic score. Fantastic score, yeah. Uh, And then, you know, it gets Breath of the Wild. Elden Ring, we don't need to say all the reviews. They are mostly glowing. It stands at a 97, the second highest rated game of all time. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow is right. (laughs) Kyle, I know a lot of people that have played this game. I know our our friend Ains over at Season Gaming. Last time I talked with him, uh, he played, he he put 67 hours in and he still was, had plenty of go. This world is enormous. He also says that, and and you should read the Season Gaming review because it's fantastic and incredibly in depth without spoiling such things um this might be one of the greatest games ever made that's a lofty claim and it's not just him saying it a lot of other folks have and i put the tweet up i've had elden ring on pc i know i know Mm -hmm. uh for a week now thanks to bandai namco and our friend luke lore who gave me the code because his pc is trash um and i put 15 plus hours in because you know Horizon came out. Obviously, I'm more excited for that than Elden Ring. I know. Shocker. Um, But this game is amazing. I'm 15 hours in, Kyle, and I don't feel appropriate of me going, this is my first impressions of, because there is so much to this game. Wow. I am on the technically third, fourth boss in Elden Ring, and I feel like I am not even third way through usually you put 15 hours in a from game you're halfway there right they, mm-hmm. they're typically 30 ish hours long at least that's when how i beat them Sekiro is a 20 hour game mm-hmm. uh if we're good <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh this game I'm, I'm scratching the surface it's ginormous this is one of the biggest games and it is for from software fans and stands like myself, the greatest hits album of a from software game without feeling like a greatest hits album. Like okay. in its in its heart of hearts, this is this game is not for everyone. Um, this game is a Souls game. This game is not more approachable than any other Souls game before it. This is a from software game. It's not any easier or any harder than any from software game. So if you think that this is going to be it, this is the game that's going to, you know, burst your bubble. That is from software. It is not at this game's core, the core tenets of which if at the just basic levels, this is, this is dark souls esque combat at its most basic level. Mm, okay. Um, that being said though, 
there is so there are classes that like the warrior class, uh, like the prisoner class, uh, the vagabond. I would also say that break the mold and turn the formula in on its head. For example, the warrior has dual uh, swords; it does not have a parry whatsoever or a shield, and so you're actually maneuvering and jumping and dodging uh, instead of trying to parry or trying to just straight up block and attack Mm -hmm. Uh, prisoner class is kind of this weird combo at least the way i was playing it could be totally wrong of magic and physical uh, abilities Um, and then you have like the samurai class as well that's just a pure dex build it's awesome so there are are so many classes that are just so well fine-tuned that you expect out of a from software game but the core tenets of what this game is yes it has the jumping mechanics that act as a new way of like a heavy attack to break someone's guard mm-hmm. it has the ability of, or it still has the basic tenets of a, of a dark souls game of how it plays like its rpg predecessor while it's fixed many of the hitboxes issues that we've had that games like sekiro helped really uh, kind of solve. So like visceral attacks are much easier to pull off. Uh, sneak attacks are much easier to pull off. And then you have these special spirit abilities that kind of act like the special weapon or the special spell in this case that uh, a bloodborne ability would, would serve as again, it's more magic based though. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It, it really is in the open world though. I'm not as enamored as most people are with it because i feel like with open world games it it lacks a little bit of variety because you're still doing the basic things like you're still just killing people you know what i mean um there's no like puzzle solving really but what i will say is the discoverability finding finding out secrets that from software is so great at Mm -hmm. is here in spades and the day night cycle that it brings brings that discoverability tenfold there are things and people that appear that normally wouldn't depending on the time of day. Mm, that okay. being said as well, the mini boss in the mini dungeons are a great way to, for you to train on how to approach boss fights in general, because they're genuinely like half the health, half the abilities of a normal boss. And you feel good when you genuinely defeat them. I defeated mm. about five or six of them. It was a great experience. Each of them feeling a bit unique. But then you get to the bosses, Kyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit. Man, if you thought this is a cakewalk, like the, the cleric beast is a cakewalk in Bloodborne. Nope. This is intense. Again, this is no harder nor simpler than any from software game. There's more mechanics. You're more maneuverable, which means the boss is more maneuverable. And you have to learn and adapt to them. Now, I'm pretty good at From Software Games. I was able to dispatch the first boss with relative ease. The second boss did take a lot of trial and error, though. Uh, but like his, his second cinematic is amazing. Um, that being said, when you transition from the great open world, again, I don't think it's the best, but I think it's generally great. Uh, to the more linear levels that we are accustomed to, it's pretty seamless. And the dungeons don't overstay their welcome. And in fact, though you'll die repeatedly to some enemies, there's always a bonfire close by, just like we talked about a little earlier uh, or a couple weeks ago. So it's not a frustrating experience of having to okay. trek that to that failure. That is good to know. I was yeah. going to ask you about that. That's good. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gen- I genuinely love this game. 
Okay. But I really need to stress it is not for most people. Um, so like for me, I'm excited for it. I will definitely play it on Friday, but my main focus is on Horizon because that is captivating me more than Elden Ring. Not mm-hmm. to say anything bad about Elden Ring, it's just I really like Horizon. But yeah, you know, to me it deserves all the accolades. I think this game's awesome. Again, I played it on PC. And I'm not going to be like one of these people on Twitter that has listed all the problems and bugs and errors, but I've had some. I've had some crashes. I had sometimes the game didn't want open and some frame rate stutterings here or there. I run on an Intel uh, uh, computer, so sometimes that's that's better depending on, I've heard. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just to let that be known. But genuinely, I've, I've heard that the PlayStation 5 version right now at this point in time is the best version to play that there is some performance issues on Xbox. And that's not me being a fanboy, I swear to God. I, I will get attacked <laughs> for it, but that's just what I hear. Can I ask you some questions about it? Yeah, please, quickly. Um, quickly. Have your t- goddamn yeah. pace. Uh, how how weird is it to... I guess, never mind, I'm going to take that back, because Sekiro, you can jump, right? Oh, but it's not like Sekiro's jump. It, it, but, but is it hard to wrap your head and use that yes. in, in combat to, like... Get used to it. Yeah, depending on the class, it, it definitely is going to use it more to its advantage. I feel like uh-huh. warrior classes are going to use that jump way more. Also, again, there are some things that you need to jump to dodge out of bosses, i.e., the first boss for sure. Um, okay. But so yeah, it 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 adds some variety um, to the gameplay. Second question. Okay. Um, do using the markers help in in the map? Do you find yourself using them or are you still yes. kind of just kind of walking around? I'm, you know, I'm walking around and I'm exploring. Uh, honestly, I lost five hours to just exploring on one of my playthroughs. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's just the beginning portion as well. Yeah. Awesome. It, it's so oh God. It's awesome. It's so good. Um, it, it, it's, it's great to just get lost in though. Again, sometimes I feel like I'm just doing the same thing. It's just, a beautiful world to kind of take in because it's not like the melancholy that we see from software games of like this is a world that has been torn asunder it's like no it's in the process of so it's a different Got feel it. yeah for okay. sure um a story standpoint is it being told to you more coherently and like more forward facing and not you have to search out search out every single bit of it like every other from game you're still searching some things out but it's way okay. more coherent of like it's streamlined a, a little bit it's a, it's a bit more streamlined yeah okay yeah, Sweet. yeah. i don't know Excited. if that's for railroad martin that we're thinking for but yeah it is okay all right cool any other questions any I'm, other questions i mean i'm going to try it yeah. i'm excited by it but i hearing it's more souls than bloodborne is I don't know how well it's going to click for me. Fair enough. And again, I, I really can't stress this enough. It is not for everyone. I, yeah. As much as I love from software games and I feel like everybody should try them. I understand that they are not for everyone, but this game, um, the only thing that deters me is how long it is. Who? Uh, because yeah, when I hear I'm 80 hours in, I haven't beat, beat it yet. Mm, I, 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 I'm a working boy now, man. I don't know if I yeah, got a yeah. hundred hours in me. So I, I already think the platinum's out of sight, which hurts me a little bit. But uh-huh. if the the world is as good as it is and it keeps going as, as great as it is, I, I could definitely see this being awesome. And I, I see a lot of people as well going, Oh, horizon got breath of the wild again. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Dude, this game's going to, it's still going to sell. It's still going to yeah. get that sequel. It's still an amazing game. Yeah. Despite a, a, a stellar experience that is Elden Ring, so don't yeah. freak out. Don't worry, Daddy's no, okay. Horizon's fine. Speaking it's of better than fine, actually, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, 
Uh, we've been playing it, and I want to get our impressions on it because I think that is incredibly important. But before we do, I do want to answer some questions. Famous Seamus, should someone new to Souls games give this game a chance on sale? Because I don't want you to get burned. And by the time it's on sale, there will be guides for you to look at, to for you to absorb, so that you can learn maybe a little bit better. And is that a failure on the game? You could say it if, if you know people like Luke Lawrence, and it's like. I want to love these games, but they're not, they're not talking, they're not descriptive enough and I'm getting lost and I don't like that feeling. I, I understand that. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would say, wait, you don't have to buy it immediately. FOMO is stupid. Don't, don't, don't fall for it. Uh, Spider C111 or C11 uh, writes, as someone who has never played a Soulsborne game, would you recommend playing another game before jumping into Elden Ring? Or do you think that the game does a good job welcoming new players to the genre? Um, Personally, I would still say go play Bloodborne first because it is probably the most forgiving when it comes to health regeneration. Um, but again, wait, wait to make sure. Watch some playthroughs. I, I genuinely, as much as I love this game, I'm really trying to tell people this is more from software. This is more like it's intense. Uh, Toxic writes in. Now we've been hands on on Forbidden West, and I'm curious how the pro- oh 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 is this oh no no this is listen. This is a from this is this is a, a forbidden West one. I'll, I'll hold on to that. Uh, Elden Ring is a few days away. This comes from Wayne Russell. Uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking about what class I'm going to play as. Have you guys made up your mind? And if so, what drew you to that class? I played a warrior, knight, prisoner, and astrologer. I'd like to say. Okay. Uh, knight, if you're new. That is going to be the most soulless experience. It's safe because you got a good shield. Uh, but I'm going to personally pick uh, the Vagabond or the Samurai because I want to do something a little different for sure. Is there, I think when we first saw the Elden Ring big trailer, right? When mm-hmm. we first saw the world for the first time in gameplay. Yeah. Wasn't there a class like Beast something? Yeah. So the, again, in the build that I had, it seems like this is kind of like Final Fantasy jobs where these classes will evolve mm-hmm. over time into oh, their okay. master classes. But again, I'm not okay. that far in. Very much, okay. you know. All right. I'm, I'm 15 hours deep and I'm not close. <laughs> That's wild. Can't stress that enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, Follow up question mm-hmm. um, Is magic any different from like Demon Souls? Yes. Magic is still overpowered. So you can still use it and you could avoid getting in close to the boss. But I also want to say that it is, it it misses more than, than it it does. does. And it takes a bit to load in when Mm. when you're talking about conjuring up magic, it'll take time for you to cast that spell. It's not as immediate, the the magic that it has. So it's more of a, a, uh, an additive accessory to combat other than like the main, source of attack i mean if you're the like astrologer, supplemental you're kind of thing okay okay yeah. all right uh jeremy writes should someone new to souls give this game a chance only if you're open-minded i can't stress this enough it's these are challenging games only if you're open-minded jeremy oh that said and i almost forgot it's silly me as well our and i'll, I'll post, post this on twitter as well our uh winner to the Elden Ring giveaway is Hey Scary Tiger, aka Sasha, on Twitter. Hey! Again, at Hey Scary Tiger, all one word, Sasha. Slide in my DMs. Congratulations. 
I'll get you a PSN code or whatever you fancy. Is it a Steam code? Yeah. I don't care. I don't really care. Yeah. Go enjoy your game on whatever platform. But you're here on the PlayStation, so so I assume. Kyle. Toxic Joe. writes in. Now that we've been hands-on on Forbidden West, I'm curious how your progress is going in the game. How much longer do you think you'll take before you hop onto Elden Ring full-time? I have to stress this because I'm actually not annoyed at this question, Toxic. I love you. I'm annoyed at every post I make on Horizon because I'm genuinely enjoying the game. And there are people that slide in my DMs or slide into the comments of like, how can you enjoy this game? It's a buggy mess. On Horizon? On Horizon. Are they playing the same game I am? No, they're playing Twitter where they watch clips of people manufacturing problems and then complain about it to me, a person who isn't a developer on the game. Sure. And it's annoying because I genuinely love this game. Same. And you're trying to ruin my experience and I'm not having it anymore. Yeah, no. Stop it. I like this game a lot. And it should tell you that I was playing Elden Ring and Horizon took up my whole focus. Mm -hmm. Genuinely love this game. Same. Uh, They've addressed a lot of the bug fixes uh, that people have experienced. And I have had experiences as as well. Yeah. Uh, you you had an experience with Horizon, your your PlayStation Five, I think. Oh yeah, but I don't mode. think that was a Horizon issue. I think I realized what made that happen. Was that? Uh, I I had to recently upgrade my cable box, and they gave me an Apple TV. Oh. And that take a, takes advantage of the HDMI link thing right. with the TV. And so while that was on in the background, play, me playing PlayStation, it would put the TV to sleep mode, okay. which would then in turn link the PlayStation and turn it into rest mode. Once yeah. I turned off that that switch thing in the PlayStation menu, it hasn't happened since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, there have been minor things like Aloy swinging through the world when she jumps up to a ladder or, or, or clipping through things. The the blurry bottom half of Aloy in the edge of pictures, like in photo mode. Yeah. Um. But I know they addressed that in the patch. Yeah, they did. So uh, I'm I'm happy to take as million more gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous, drop dead gorgeous pictures. Yeah. In this game, because this game, I I'm blown away by how beautiful it looks, and mm-hmm. I've been playing on performance, sixty frames. Um, feels good. Oh, really? you're playing on performance. I am. Because I, I okay. Because people on Twitter say playing on performance sucks. And, I, and it's not I'm true. Having a great time. Oh, I'm really? Having a great time. Yeah. You, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm no. playing on fidelity because mm-hmm. to me, um, the game looks so beautiful, and I, I felt like the only time when I notice thirty to sixty is literally when I change it immediate. Sure. If I play yeah. the game. At thirty, I can't notice. I'm sorry, guy. No, I could trigger no, some I, people. You're 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 I'm, not wrong. No, I'm being a PlayStation stand, Kyle. <laughs> I can't. Uh, what do you mean? I'm I'm not Digital Foundry. I don't no. know things like that. Yeah. My eyes are dumb. I need glasses. Uh-huh. I don't want to tell you. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I only notice it as well when I make the switch. Yeah. Uh, and even when this was when this popped on. I was in fidelity mode and I didn't notice. And I was like, oh, wait, I wonder if this has a performance mode. And then I switched it. Yeah. It wasn't because I was like, oh, I can't play it at 30 frames. Now there is some shimmering from what I hear. And like, I think that was addressed in the patch, wasn't it? Oh, well, not, not, not what people on Twitter said. Yeah. It's addressed in the patch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) But I, and I did notice that a little bit again, did not 
break my experience from the game. I just preferred playing it on fidelity because the game just looks so good. And I'm like, damn it, I'm taking, I'm taking full advantage of it. So, uh, uh, you know, Bradward uh, fight on, on Twitter says, are, uh, are we addressing shimmering? Well, it's been addressed. Uh, Camera blurring. Um, That's the thing in photo mode and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Turn, turn motion blur off and again, Mm -hmm. been, uh, address deformed polygons i've seen this it, it, i think that my overall problem is not with the bugs it is with some of the pop-in which again have been addressed in the latest uh hot fix uh bricking ps5s i've heard nothing of this nope. F, uh, 60 fps not running at a lock 60 i have seen it and it does not yeah hdr is flat i would like to say what game are they playing because it looks great yeah yeah i'm playing right. on an lgc one by the way i'm an OLEG, oled yeah. boy and 30 fps below 30 now i have experienced this um there is one glitch that i saw on twitter and it was actually happened to me where all of a sudden i'm chopping it's like i'm playing wow on my macbook again oh okay and uh, that person's like, there's no way to, to, to restart. I had to turn off my whole PlayStation. No, that's a lie. Uh, you actually just press pause and go restart to last checkpoint. And it literally loads you instantaneously yeah. 15 seconds prior to the glitch. And you won't have that problem. It's also been addressed. <laughs> so now you, that we are done. You also done, can go back to the PlayStation home menu dashboard yes. and close it out too that way. Yeah. So all those bugs have been yeah, addressed. Yeah. Let's talk about the Majority game. I want to talk about the but game. But I do I, I do feel like we we needed to. Sure. Because it is. And my annoyance is with people, not not of you, Brad, you're great. Yeah. But of, of some people really just trying to go, this game looks like blah, blah, blah. I really am not having it. And it, it sucks because, Kyle, this right now is my game of the year. Yeah. I love this game so freaking and, much. And you're, you're probably way further than I am because uh, I did miss that friday night playing yeah i think i'm roughly 12 13 hours i just i know <laughs> rookie numbers i'm like 30 no i know uh i just made it to the without spoiling anything the embassy okay and and, and the the events that happened at the embassy oh wow okay I just yeah. i just finished that but like that main area of the daunt yeah. is so filled with things to do yep and when you pan out at the big map and I see the Forbidden West part of the game and I haven't even touched a second of it. Yeah. And I am still totally OK with going through and doing every side mission in the Daunt and being blown away by the NPC characters and the conversations you have with them. And they literally took the advice and the criticism of the first game of like. When you talk to quest givers, it feels like a robotic, yeah. lifeless conversation and a one-way thing with Aloy and, and the NPC. Forbidden West are like, oh, yeah, hold my beer. Because, like, <laughs> look at every NPC is fully realized, beautifully acted and rendered and meaningful conversations. And mm-hmm. the quests are uh, – side quests are super cool and fun to do. And they're not samey, at least not yet for me. No. Discovering discovering things that are blocked to me still, mm-hmm. knowing that I have to come back and do other cool things and and finding underwater caves that I need something to continue and 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 fully explore that area is so exciting to me. Yeah. Gorilla has made a 
masterpiece of an open world game, and I've barely even touched the open world. Yeah. Let alone the first boss fight was so cool. Oh, oh my god, Kyle, that was so cool. I got to the part of the story I fought. I fought my first tremor tusk. Oh, sweet. And it and I died the first time, but like <laughs> that fight is so epic i'm right there with you the open world this is very much listen if we're gonna draw breath of the wild comparisons i'll do it you son of a gun this let's do it this this is gorilla had an assignment they played the witcher 3 and they're just like we really like how this world feels lived in we want to go for that while addressing the issues that the previous game had and i think for as a huge horizon stand as i am and horizon fans in general you're really going to get sucked into this game because the story is a continuation of Aloy's arc, which I enjoyed her arc in this game. I enjoy her as a character now because her, her arc is, is pushing people aside. This is not a spoiler by any means. You know, it's very much in the commercials. She's very focused on the goal, on the goal and everything and everyone is second. And you see the aftermath and those relationships with those characters full display there the story takes some wild turns and it's again like i've said this on on shows before it's not like they're taking a golf club to it they're really much the twists i think fans of the series are going to maybe see coming but are going to be way more welcomed um than than i think uh you know some games prior have the game's open world is incredible it very much is every side quest is doing something which feels unique and different to the game itself. Um, it's it's Shout distracting. Shout out to Melee, Melee as well being super fun to do this time around. Yeah. It's, uh, it, with actual combos mm-hmm. and, and and some, uh, I don't want to sound, use a word that makes me sound all high and mighty, but yeah, like nuanced. Like okay. there's more to it. Oh. Then, then the first one, where the first one, it felt like a waste of time going mm. up and hitting hitting enemies with Fair. your your stick. I say stick, but what is it called? Staff? Spear. Spear. Thank you. Yeah. Um, this one, like even going into the fight pit in uh, uh, Change Scrape and, yeah. and and going through that and learning, building up. I forgot what it was called, but building up like a pulse. Yeah, and then you shoot the pulse for like added damage to yeah like your ultimate abilities and stuff yeah Yeah. it's just and like the skill skill tree there's so much there so much you got infiltrator you got just yeah your aloy can be totally different from a different aloy in terms of skills and how you go about things like i'm all ranged and some melee but like there's some people are like no dude i'm full-on infiltrator i'm sneaking you know swooping by that's what i'm doing like so i'm so impressed yeah, by what Gorilla has done with this, and it totally makes sense as to why this game took so long. Yeah, the animations are crazy, especially oh, on the new crazy. machines. Oh yeah, the the new machines. Spoiler for one of them you see early on: goddamn kangaroo. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. cool. It's awesome, and it kicks your ass in the beginning. But there's something about the, the horizon where you fight an enemy. It's challenging. It's hard as is, is, is all hell in the beginning. But once you learn them, you come back later, and you just kick its ass. I love yeah. that feeling of like, yeah, I feel like I'm uh, I'm evolving as a character, and Aloy's getting stronger because of it. I really dig it. And the side quests are so good that they are distracting on the overall story because the overall story is like, 
I I'm I probably like a third way in, but mm-hmm. I just keep on doing every side quest because they're just so damn fun, and well, the world is so darn distracting as well because there's so much going on to get distracted yeah. by. Special shout out to Machine Strike, which I absolutely love. I have not played that. I I'm a sucker for these uh, hobby games uh-huh. in, in a bigger game. Like Final Fantasy is is my my like reference Gwent. to that. Yeah, yeah, like Gwent and The Witcher, but like Final Fantasy had like the triple triad card games and Blitzball and Final Fantasy X, which I absolutely loved. Yeah. So having this smaller uh like little figurine battle game mm-hmm. is so fun i have i'm having a great time with lear- learning how to play and i want that to be a real thing so i can have more <laughs> of those figures That's in awesome. my life yeah yeah it's it, man i'm so happy that it's finally here yeah. and just a huge congratulations to all of gorilla because seriously you made something extremely special and i do not worry about Elden Ring taking away your shine. Yeah. It's it's You're going to be fine. So Poppy. good. You're going to be totally fine. <laughs> yeah, to me this is again, uh you know, Elden Ring's going to come for the crown. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm going to oh, be yeah, playing yeah, this yeah. game on cuz I think part of my reason uh with with Elden Ring right now is like I'm playing it on PC. I hate Steam. My computer sounds like it's going to blow up. Uh so like when I'm having on my PlayStation 5 getting the collector's edition as well and uh-huh. sitting down and unpacking that, I'm totally fine and and that's probably the only game that's going to come close or probably dethroning Horizon. Um but well, I mean both games are excellent and when it comes to like game of the year contender bullshit, yeah. Um honest to goodness, who cares as long as you enjoying the game? The accolades don't love. matter. Love what yeah. you love. Look, uh, you know, when people are like, oh, Breath of the Wild really killed the the shine on Horizon. Really? Did it? Because Horizon sold 20 million yeah, units. 20 million. That is pretty impressive. I think what? Legend of Zelda is at eight? Like, come on now. It, it's going to be fine. It just yeah. j- not be just because people aren't, quote unquote, talking about it on social media. It doesn't mean it's dead. And people are still talking about it. Let me tell you. Yeah. But uh, one shout out that I do want to say. Um, uh-huh. I'm a Decima Engine fan now. Like yeah, right. I I thought that was really really funny. I I know you tweeted about it. Yeah, but seemingly how many people forgot that Death Stranding used the Decima engine mm-hmm. that Gorilla made with the first Horizon, and you can totally tell that with the scanning of the focus in yep. this game. Yep. Uh, that is actually thank you for talking about it because that is my one bummer. Oh really? Climbing isn't the best yes i think ghost of tsushima is the best climbing i'll take it yeah yeah. i i i I have trouble i don't understand why they decided to make square drop from a ledge and not circle like i constantly jump off right i'm constantly jumping off of things yeah so it's a little a little weird it's a but i'm getting used to it slowly um there was something i was oh um you you mentioned uh, elden ring being like the th- the new throne the the head of the table yeah. kind of thing, uh, and, and put that aside. I want to ask a question: If God of War Ragnarok comes out this year, sure, and it's just as good as God of War twenty eighteen, yeah, is the year of Horizon Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, that double headed beast? Is that going to be a better year than twenty eighteen's God of War and Spider Man? Or Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. In yeah, man, we're eating. 
<laughs> we really are, man. It's which, yeah, yeah. It's I, I would truly crazy. say, I, I mean, I haven't felt this strongly towards an open world game since Ghost when it comes to Horizon. Uh, but like God of War is God of War, and I love it so very much. And when I just think about it, like someone had like a a thing like PC gamers are getting to experience like God of War for the first time. Elden Ring, like yeah, like they're playing Halo right now. Like they're they yeah. got it all, man. It's awesome. Uncharted, Uncharted, Legacy yeah. Of Thieves on there, yeah. So like to see as a PlayStation gamer, we're getting Horizon, which is a great game. Elden Ring looks to be great as well. Um, God of War that looks to be great, right? Hopefully everything goes well. Mm-hmm. Great time to be a PlayStation gamer. Great time, you know. Great time. Yeah. Or just a person that enjoys games. I don't know. Yeah. So, Horizon, we're over the moon about it. We love it so very much. And uh, it's honestly, if you have a PlayStation 5, go out there and buy this game because it's gorgeous. Yeah. It really is. And, and like you mentioned, saves 10 bucks by the PS4 version. Yep. And they get the free PS5 upgrade. Yes. And please let me enjoy the game. Please stop telling yeah. me how it's bad because it's not. It's yeah. great. Please stop being a fanboy, people. It's really annoying me. It's really getting on my goddamn last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody here. Nobody here. It's just Twitter being awful. All right. The good sir writes in this. Oh, wait. This is a Sony Pony Express. Yeah. We got some questions. We got to blow through them. Let's do this. The good sir writes in. Not really a question, but I just have to say I feel bad for Gorilla and the Horizon franchise as once again, it's going to be overshadowed and forgotten about one week after release. First, it was Breath of the Wild. Now, 2022, Elden Ring is coming to steal its thunder. While not underrated at all, I feel like Horizon deserves better. In the grand scheme of things. It's just some really bad luck. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Honestly, when I take, uh, again, when I take a look at all this, I, I still hang back on what I just said. This game's going to sell like wildfire. Yeah. Miles Morales didn't need to be game of the year, you know, was it last year uh, or the year before to sell crazy gangbusters and do mm-hmm. really well for that mm-hmm. studio. So uh, remember, not every game needs to be the game of the year it just needs to be a great experience and if it's your game of the year don't let anybody tell you otherwise if elder yeah. rings your game of the year don't let anybody tell you otherwise absolutely enjoy what you. i you say love. it all the time love what you love yeah. don't let anyone take take away your shine absolutely absolutely uh yuna writes in hey guys last week i started dragon age 2 oh, i'm I almost there this. guys almost <laughs> uh this week uh question is about nostalgia i have always i i have been feeling this way since dragon age 2 because i played it first in 2011 same i threw it i threw it over to you guys what games give you this feeling oh i mean easy, easy. question is bloodborne um oh, yeah that's the other, the other one of like games I get nostalgic for, uh, Gears of War one. Okay. Got got a lot, of, uh, you know, good memories on that. Uh, Super Mario World gets me nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Simpler times, man. Like the SNES. Yeah. Give me turtles yeah, of time yeah. and all that shit. Um, and then when it comes to like the N sixty four, Super Smash comes to mind. PS2, Ratchet and Clank. I remember mm-hmm. being at my friend's house watching Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal, arsenal, and I was like, "Hot damn! I need, I need this game." And getting that, yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of games that give me that nostalgic vibe. For me, it happened pretty recently. Oh, yeah? uh, while I was sick, I was I put on uh, Games Done Quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever watched the Games Done Quick stream. I have, I have one or two. Uh, they're amazing. Uh, they're speed. If you don't know, they're speed running 
things they do every year. They speed run games and raise a ton of money for charities uh, over millions of dollars every single time. It's amazing. Um, I recently went on a binge of Final Fantasy eight and nine speed runs. Nice. And, and those two specifically, I just brings me back to when I was a kid. And I would those were the games I would fake being sick so I could stay home. Yeah, and play those games, and those are the games I always go back to every once in a while, just to to be in those character shoes and in that world again. So yeah. I love those for that. So that's yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Great question, as always, Yuna. Uh, and Johnson five five one three writes in question: While critical reviews shouldn't be the end all be all for a game, do you think reviews for Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West ring true, or, or do you think it rings more true a person's preference on how they play games and what games they play will say if a game is worth the quote unquote critic score? Yeah. Great example. Ghost of Tsushima is one of my favorite games of all time. It scored an 83 on Metacritic. And I really, I, I, I can't help but like push this home is Metacritic doesn't matter. It is a mm-hmm. weird, skewed system that people and companies put way too much effort in. Like Kyle just said five seconds ago, love what you love. You can yeah. love a game that's a six, a seven. Uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. My favorite movie last year was, you know, No Way Home. But I also understand it's not the Oscar winner, right? Yeah. It doesn't deserve Best Picture. It's going to go to something mm-hmm. artsy and whatever. But, like, that's my favorite movie last year. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Well, I understand the importance of reviews, and reviews definitely need to be a thing. Yeah. I prescribe to the notion of, yeah, the the... The overall number is is cool and all, especially since we play Fantasy Critic and that's the whole thing. But yeah. like, I Which, uh, <laughs> damn it. The, the, first of all, can we just elephant? We in need the to room. be happy. Like Horizon still got us a, a lot of points. Yes, but also the the Xbox Drive is going to win without putting any Xbox games. They're not going to win. Don't say that. They got dude. Elden Ring scored really high. We need like we picked up Total War uh, Warhammer, which got is an eighty nine or something. Okay, cool. Sean Capri sh- suck a neck, but yeah. like honestly, they may win by not even picking an Xbox game. So who's the truer fan? Xbox Canada, <laughs> PlayStation Canada. You let us know. Yeah, uh, we may not be in, in Canada, but you know. Oh, I I, I prescribe to the notion of <laughs> finding <laughs> finding people that I respect their opinion on yep. and yep. watching their reviews or reading their reviews. So, cause I know that they've, they've treated me right in, in the past. I said that treated me, but right. you know what I mean? Like I agree with their perspective on games and the way they view games and in their reviews. So yeah. I, I search and watch those and basically yeah. ignore everything else. Yeah. Again, I go to season gaming. I go to Ains. Uh, I go to skill up. Uh, they're great. And I love the conversations that we've been having this month as well, because I feel like that's just such a different format and it's much more casual and get a, a, a cool different view at reviews. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just find the critic that matters to you or just watch gameplay, watch a streamer, watch us talk about yeah. It, whatever. Yeah. Consume it. Consume it that way. I, 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 you know, to me, reviews mean nothing unless they're in the red. Right. Or if they're sure. in the yellow, I, I'd like to see why. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Green means go in my book. So if it's yeah. green, go for it. I don't care. Uh, and for example, real talk, Horizon 88. I think Halo was like an 87. 
Horizon's not a better game than Halo because it's one point higher. They're A, yeah, no. two totally different games, and two games that I love, regardless of platform. Isn't yeah. that crazy? PlayStation Russell, guy. Two wildly like, different games. Two wildly different ones. Everybody, yeah. and, and again, I think stop engaging with the people that make it toxic as well on Twitter. I can't, I can't stress that enough. Great question, mm-hmm. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Green Gorilla writes in, all right. Bit of off topic question, but I bet money on Joe's answer. Uh-oh. Oh boy. I recently finished Forsaken uh, in D- uh, Destiny 2, and a couple of friends helped me obtain the exotic bow called the Wish Ender through a painstaking set of trials. We played right before the server shut down on the 21st, and I was recording using the PlayStation 4 recording feature as our reaction to getting the Wish Ender was awesome. The server shut down, sent us back to the title screen. So I go to save the clip. Oh my God, it's gone. This is not the first time I've experienced this and the recording feature is horrifically broken. So my question is, what feature on the PlayStation 4 or 5 or even VR is either broken or non-existent that you would like to see fixed or added? Party chat, top to bottom. (laughs) Did you win money, Green Gorilla? <laughs> Top to bottom. Party chat. <laughs> Rework it. It's not working for us. <laughs> what about you, man? What what, what feature uh, would you like added? We finally, they, they gave it to us, took it away from us, but now yeah. a photo Just and in screen time share. for Horizon. Yeah. Thank God. On the, um, on the app. I don't really have an answer. Okay. I just play my games and... and Hit the hay. Block out the noise, you know. God, I wish I was like you. I mean, all I mean, more more trophy stuff would always be great, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Good question, Gorilla. Good question. You know what? I came off of the anger now, and I'm just like calm, I'm like Zen. So I'm ready for the last question. Ah, shit! It's by Captain Logan. All right, let's go. Let's <laughs> let's see what you got to say to me now. Uh, Captain Logan writes, what are you looking forward to that you think will actually ship now that Elden Ring and Horizon are launched? I would I would say the next thing I'm excited for would be, I mean, God of War. But That's the next thing? I mean, like, really excited. I'm like, but like, the next game, I don't know. Okay. Wow. Okay. I, I'm just going to be so busy between Horizon and Elden yeah, yeah, Ring. Yeah, yeah. You're, right, that I'm, you're right. I think I'm pretty, like, you know how I used to talk about Fortnite all the time, which, by the way, I got yes. the Spider Man skin. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be it. Like, it'd be like, what you be playing? More Elden Ring, you know? It's also wild to think that we are now in the middle of February that we've talked up for months. Yeah. And we finished. Uh, it. Like, it's finally here. The gauntlet's yeah. over. Yeah. Um,. Yeah. To me, mm-hmm. I look at next month with Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Are we going to actually think, play that together? Yeah, I would like to. Okay. I very much would like to. Okay. Um, I'm also looking forward to, obviously, it will be the show, because come on now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Okay. Uh, Gotham Knight is the next, like, major, gigantic, monumental moment in my gaming life. Yeah. Uh, that is, I I need a firm date on it. <laughs> I need a collector's edition with Ooh. all of them in one statue. Freaking imagine that! Oh, that'd be great. like like a, like a gargoyle, and they're all on on the gargoyle looking over. That'd be dope. Give me that statue. <laughs> yeah, you're. I think even Gotham Knights. I'm really excited for. 
Yeah. And that's coming out. That's what. You know. It better. You know, Hogwarts Legacy. Maybe I'm in a potion shop. I'm like, abracadabra, alakazam, bibbidi bobbidi boop. And I make God, like I a- hate, I, oh, <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, and then like so- J.K. Rowling's teaching a gender studies class, you know. They're like, you don't even have a degree. And she's like, I don't care. I have ideas. <laughs> like, maybe you should just go back to your mansion, you billionaire, you dumb idiot. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. Big bibbity bobbity boops. Yeah. Hogwarts Legacy. Listen, I can't wait for the Star Wars, Lego Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one, too. Oh, my God. It looks great. That's soon, right? Isn't it? You know what? That would be it. I think Lego is Star it Wars. It, it is next month. Right? Oh, I think sweet. beginning of April. Yeah. That looks dope as so. hell. Uh, give me Mando or give me death, dude. That looks great. And Kyle, rumor has it, this show was way too long. You gotta get a Lego baseball sport game. Oh like, yeah, and and I tweeted about it. I yeah. think I've been more jazzed about the idea the more I think about it. If they're doing like nondescript Lego ba- like sports games, yeah. If it's anything close to the backyard sports games that mm-hmm. we grew up with, backyard I'm baseball, all in. Oh yeah! Could you imagine if they somehow worked it out, where they can have all the licenses of all the Legos, and then you can have like Batman <gasps> and Iron Man on the same team, Mando and Baby Yoda? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! It has so much potential. So much, that, dude! You just I, won me over with that. That sounds freaking I'm awesome. Very excited about that idea. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Well, Kyle, that's been it. That's been the trophy room. This week, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we head on out of here? I like to spotlight myself, Mr. K Step on uh, Twitter, PSN, Xbox, all the things. Check out all the indie game coverage I do over at 61indie.com. That's S I X O N E I N D I E. 61 Indie everywhere as well. Um, go check out my uh, developer conversation with the Infernex devs, which I also played and beat. Infernex is really, really good, y'all. Don't sleep on it. Um, it's a very fun love letter to the retro Castlevania yeah. with uh, Zelda in it. It's very good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, check check me out over there. And as always, I do want to just say, uh, for the record, for everybody that has given us you know reviews over the past few weeks and months uh, for the Elden Ring giveaway, uh, for our Horizon giveaway, thank you all so much. I really wish I could give each and every one of you guys copies, but that would make me Same. bankrupt. Um, your yep. kindness, your generosity, and your support has gone way, way over and beyond. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's really helped us out. You know, because spoiler alert, I have had one of the worst, uh, most tumultuous weeks um, this week. It has not been a, I have not been a happy camper. So I, I, I think I bled through later on in this episode. But, um, Honestly, reading your five star reviews, you guys don't know how much that helps. You you don't know how much it makes me a little even happier. My heart grows a little bit from this Grinch heart um, every time I see a, a five star review over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really does help me out mentally. And shout out to you, Kyle, for yet again always oh. being amazing because Thanks, it buddy. has felt and like you. forever. And this episode was, as the kids say, a fuego. It was fire. It was lit. I I almost made a very bad adult joke at Uh-oh. the end there. <laughs> I, I just, I, I'll say it in the post show. All right, good. Yeah. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, thank you all so much 
Follow me over at Mr. Badbit. Follow the show over at PS Trophy Room, where we hit over 3,000 followers, but we'll see how far that will. We'll see. Love you, 3,000. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if it's six. Love Stick you, Stick around, I promise. It's it's worthy. We have fun here. We have fun here. <laughs> we have fun. Please. There'll be more giveaways. Please stop. <laughs> Please don't leave. Everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. See you guys.